What's good, YouTube nights? Welcome to Lords of the Long Box presents the Cover Price Top 10 Selling Comics of the Week. Sponsored to you by our friends over at Cover Price. Shout out to everybody in the live chat. Appreciate you guys waiting and congregating. And while you guys are waiting and congregating, why don't we give them something to uh, congregate to? You know Dude, what I mean? There you go. know what these people deserve well I, I, they, every, de they deserve some bars the baddest on the microphone apparatus is here when i rock a rhyme often eyes are dropping a tear it's so beautiful it's america's landscapes when this man makes lyrics like the syrups that you pour upon your pancakes my mandate is to grip minds like a handshake spit Orlando lakes and go skinny dip with the fan base over any damn break beat I hastily make pastries tastier than anything that Wolfgang makes So take notes out of suckers, I make coats Lump of sum like Bubba Gump fishing on lake boats I take jokes and turn the comedy into drama I'm bagging on your mama, I'm Jeffrey Dahmer behind ya I'm a rhyme writer, lock stock, smoking the ganja Rebuttals befuddle, leaving a puddle of saliva, sillies You couldn't handle Randall when I throw my grammar at you It hit your head and you would think I threw a hammer at you I point the camera at you like Herb Ritz Develop it, then use the pictures to pick up bird shits You're nervous is the impervious wordsmiths Hanging out in Rafa's new crib come with the verses yeah. Oh, bars! <laughs> What's going on, everybody? I figure that was enough. The longest intro on YouTube. Hey, Thank man. you very much. Yeah. Let the people congregate and celebrate. It's Tuesday That's night. Right. Say what's up to the good people, Dark Side Jedi. Hey, y'all! Welcome to the best top ten, top eleven on YouTube. Yep, I said, I said it. I said it. That's right. Speaking of which, Manimal, say what's up to the good folks. Yo, what's going on, everyone? Uh, yeah, best top 11. That's nice. There ain't no other top 11s out <laughs> there. So, so that's a 
it's an unbeatable statement right there. That's right. You know, on this show, I'm going to put, I forgot to do it in the live chat, but I'm going to put the over under on indie books at five. That's how last couple of weeks. The list has been pretty interesting, man. So uh, we shall see. Uh, Will we get any bad idea books on here? I doubt it. That sounds like a bad idea. Yeah, it sure does. I'm pretty sure they're going to come back as good idea or something like that. But anyway, this show is sponsored by our friends over at CoverPrice.com. Go to CoverPrice.com, sign up for a two-week free trial. Or if you like what you see, sign up for $6.99. You can use your for price guides, collections, trends to see what's selling on the marketplace. This is all data. This is not our opinion, although we'll give our opinion if we see some stuff on here. show is also sponsored by our good friends at KRSComics.com. Use discount code of L-O-T-L-B to get 15% off any KRS Comics exclusives. Uh, this bad boy dropped, uh, it already dropped last Friday, but sold out. I don't even have a picture of it. But the Natalie Sanders Department of Truths variant sold out. But the other Warren Lou one is still available if you guys still want it. I just checked on them today. And we still, they still got the goodies like the War of the Bounty Hunters up there. Uh, this Wonder Woman Black and Gold. So make sure you check out our friends. And also, if you guys buy new comics every week, make sure you sign up for the KRS Poolbox. Go to krspoolbox.com. And guess what? The discount code works there, too. You get 15% off brand new Boom. comics. How does that sound? But this is the cover price top 10. And what do we have for number 11? We're going to get right into it, boys and girls. It should be no surprise this book is on the list since, you know, the show just started. Yeah, I'm surprised it's number 11. I'm surprised it's not higher up on the list. Right. But we got Sweet Tooth number one this week at the runner-up spot. The series is finally available on netflix and it is receiving very favorable reviews i haven't started it yet but um i know a lot of people that are watching it and loving it uh while it's unknown for how or if the adventures of sweet tooth will continue its first issue is still seeking strong market attention and should be for a while it sold 23 copies it had a seven day trend of 119 percent, and it had a high sale of Almost a grand, $945 for a 9.8. Damn. Not yeah. bad at all. Hopefully no. Netflix doesn't screw this up like they did. No. If you guys have seen it in the in the yeah. chat, let us know without any spoilers what you think. Well, one guy said, I mean, it's a Jeff Lemire. I mean, I think he is an amazing writer. So Yeah, there we go. Hard Knocks Comics <laughs> says it was a damn good show. Surprised the shit out of me. So I'll take that as a good yes. Stuff. I I have it on my uh, list of things to watch. I was a little busy over the weekend. By the way, if you're on YouTube, uh, Netflix, go check out a Spanish film called Extreme. It's like a John Wick light uh, in Spanish. It's pretty <laughs> awesome, actually. Uh, I mean, that's the highest comment I can pay to a movie, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, Great, ex, uh, great, great action, uh, and is you know, and it's a, it's in Espanol. I mean, I mean, literally like a film from Spain, not like Spanish, right. just Spanish, but it's from Spain. So, but you could turn on like um, the uh, dub, which I don't really like. I, I'd rather sit through uh, subtitles and hear the original actors' you know, voices than have to have, go through a dub. That's one thing that has turned me off to some of these Netflix shows. Um, that are from Germany or some other countries that are dubbed over in English because it's just they don't get the essence. I'd almost rather hear the. That's what I do. Yeah, it's yeah. distracting to watch the mouth move and not represent. Or but, like, yeah. but the tone the of voice yeah. sometimes doesn't match the emotion that is required in that yeah. scene. I don't know. It's a weird thing. Yeah, that's why uh, if you haven't peep out Ragnarok, which is uh, from like 
Denmark or something. Yeah, Jason is that good? Tells, I loved it actually. If you're okay. a fan of Norse mythology, yeah. you will dig it. And, yeah. and you know, and they they gone through two seasons and they're gonna make a third season. So Bro, that basically. dude who plays Thor is ugly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you're so used to you're so used to you know, motherfucker, man. Yeah, yeah. And then the kid, but I don't want to give it away. But Loki appears, and if you pay attention to their names, you'll know which Norse god they uh, are actually are. So uh, shout out to me in the live chat. We got a lot of representation here. Pressable defects in the house. Spine ticks in the house. King of Gold stay holding down with the wrench. Jay Salsa, my man, holding down. We never get to shout you guys out because there's 132 of you. But I just wanted to give a quick mention to all the. The Facebook, uh, the YouTube groups, uh, especially the channels out there. So uh, uh, number 11, the runner-up, Sweet Tooth, number one by Jeff Lemire. I don't know if it's Lemire, Lemire. Somebody always always corrects us on our uh, enunciation. So there you go. All right, what do we got for number 10? Number 10, we got Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man from back in 2017. So Teresa Parker, Peter Parker's sister, recently returned in Amazing Spider-Man number 67. Her return brought renewed interest in her first appearance in Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man number one. Though, a little asterisk for you here, her true first is in the 2014 graphic novel Amazing Spider-Man Family Business. Anyway, this reappearance helped move 21 copies, had a seven-day trend of 167%, and had a high raw sale of $30. Now, so, you know, obviously, I don't know who she is. Who is Teresa Parker? Is it Peter Parker's sister? So what is that? Yeah, I don't know. I, <laughs> I couldn't tell you. I really couldn't tell you. I, I've seen chat. that. I've seen that Amazing Spider-Man family business on Instagram on a few people's sites, but I didn't. I had no clue. Yeah, somebody in the live chat will tell us. I believe I thought it was his sister because, um, yeah, you know, I, it's I, a sister. Yeah, for sure, it's go. a sister, but I don't know anything about her. Yeah, it's a clone of a clone. Yeah, Parker sister. Thank you, King of the Golden State. Thank you, Jeff Schultz. Uh, yeah, so there you go, man. So number 10 on the list, Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man, number one. Uh, definitely an homage to like a really messy Superman. Uh, like he's got mustard on his shirt, if you notice it. <laughs> you know how Superman does the, uh, yeah, the famous yeah. Superman, you know. Uh, that's pretty cool the way they did that. But uh, it's got to be Peter Parker, right, if it has mustard stains on it. Because he's broken. He can't do his laundry. There you go. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. Parker's the worst, bro. He's the, the I know. worst superhero. Parker, give me some more pictures of that spider. Anyway, uh, number 10, Peter Peter Parker, the spectacular Spider-Man. Number one, not to be confused with the Bronze Age one, but the one that came out in 2017. For those who are listening on Rewind on the podcast, Alexa, play Lords of the Longbox podcast on Spotify. All right, what do we got next? Well, we got Spawn number nine because of persistent rumors of Angela being introduced into the MCU via... Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, they continued to drive Angela's first appearance to new heights. And shortly after creation, the character fell into a long heated uh, legal battle between Todd McFarlane and Neil Gaiman over who owned the overall rights to the character. With no official contract, this became, became a heated debate and went to court, leaving Gaiman the winner of a substantial settlement, which was eventually settled by McFarlane, giving Gaiman ownership of Angela. A year later, Gaiman sold the character to Marvel, making her a sister of Thor. However, her MCU rumors helped this issue sell 28 copies. It had a seven-day trend of 126%, and it had a high sale of $282, for a CGC 9.8, which seems very low to me. 
It does. I mean, but it's not a it's not a newsstand, so yeah, maybe that's the why. history of Angela. It drips with irony because Todd McFarlane left Marvel because he didn't have control of his characters. Todd McFarlane then didn't allow Neil Gaiman to have control of his characters because Neil right. Gaiman is actually the one that wrote the story. So it's kind of dripping with, right. with irony that, you know, uh, for those, you know, have Todd McFarlane as your hero or whatever, he's not. He's nah, just a money, he's a money grubbing capitalist just like everybody else capitalist is. Capitalist pig dog. Yeah. Yeah. But it's kind of funny how he left Marvel because he, he, he wanted to have uh, owner rights. Creator control. Everything. Yeah, and then Neil Gaiman's like, you know what, Todd, you can't draw for the life of you, so let me uh, let me write, or excuse me, you can't write for the life of you. No, let me write say, these he's issues a good, for you. He's a good artist. Oh no, man. he's a great artist, but he writer. can't draw for shit, and 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 that's why um, the Spawn movie has uh, not gotten any updates yet. I wouldn't be surprised if that film is uh, he doesn't eventually just. When Todd McFarlane says he's going to write and direct the film for the first time, as a even Blumhouse Studios got to say. Um, wait a second. And you want to, and you want to do this for $10 million. I mean, you do realize this isn't the Blair witch project, right? I mean, you know, the $10 million now, I don't know what that gets you nowadays in, in terms of movie making, but it's, I would imagine it's not much, but, um, this is a, I mean, this cover kicks ass. Also That's cool. look out for, there's the image. There's a spawn three issue miniseries as, or excuse me, an Angela three issue miniseries as well before she left to Marvel. That was under the image banner as well, which is pretty hard to find. Um, you don't see many people post it, but it also has some dope covers. Uh, what's interesting is when they introduce Angela into the comics from Marvel, remember, you always hear the nine realms. Well, to introduce Angela, they created a 10th realm, and it was right. basically their version of heaven, right, is what they 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 called it. It was, I think they spelled heaven, H-E-V-E-N, but it was a new 10th realm of the... Um, the nine realms that the Norse guides always talk about. Uh, there you go. So number nine on the list is bond number nine. Huh? Apropos. And uh, I guess we can't follow that up without having this on it, right? It, it, perfect segue. Right. This issue is like herpes, man. Spawn number one. It's always on the list. It's cover <laughs> I mean, price staple. Spawn's recent comic expansion continued to move 32 copies, had a seven-day trend of 124%, and had a high sale of $363 for CGC 9.8, which just keeps moving up lately. Yeah, man. I mean, it's all that talk with like the Spawn universe and obviously this larger expanded universe for Spawn. It's really moving all these books, you know, for sure, dude. Yeah, Todd McFarland is a good marketer. Uh, I do believe the next thing that's coming from Spawn, as I think, is King Spawn. Right? They've already started uh, talking about King Spawn, which you know I, I don't know. The last put it the last time I read Spawn was like that major major thing where it was like heaven and hell were fighting, and basically God and Satan were like uh, two little kids that were fighting amongst each other. And then I believe Spawn ended up winning and becoming ruler of everything. And then that was like the last time I had read Spawn. That was literally what six seven years ago. But it was a great run. Um, you know, it kind of culminated in everything. Uh, shout out to uh, Gomez, the comic collector in the house. Shout out to the East Meets West crew. Um, yeah, man. So Spawn number one. Uh, man, uh, you're right. This this book pops up on our list like every like once, like every two months, three three months, four months. Um, be surprised if when a trailer drops, if this pops back on here. I mean, you know, one this of the year highest print run comics of the '90s, uh, and it was Image as well. And still one again, of the more popular. Yeah, there you go. Uh, shout out to my man Gabe. Gabe loves comics. 
Uh, so number nine, eight on the list is Spawn number one. So if you're counting at home, that's uh, three indie comics. Are we counting? Are are we counting Image as indie comics? I yes. guess. One hundred percent. All right. Well, there we go. All right. What do we got for number seven? Number seven is the Nice House on the Lake. Number one. This is the Deladera one in twenty five variant. And as we've Justin seen, Justin Deladera, Justin Deladonna Deladera, <laughs> uh, James Tanian the fourth is on fire lately, which has spread to this new DC series. Can this new title keep up with something is killing the children and Department of Truth? The one in 25 for the first issue sold 44 copies. It had a seven day trend of 102%, and it had a high raw sale of $66. Nice. Suppressible Defect says Image is not an indie. Well, I guess define indie because I guess in that not. case, boom. Whoever's doing something to killing his children is considered an indie, but uh, their print runs are absolutely crazy now. So, um, so I guess is Image part of the big three? I meant uh, how? The, I always I, thought it I, was DC, call, Marvel, and everything yeah, I call, else. Was. Yeah, I call Image an indie comic because they don't have a unified universe. You know what I mean? Like a DC comic universe or a Marvel universe. I mean, there used to be way back in the day, but for the most part, Image are creator-owned comics, even though they have. Some, I mean, it's what's crazy now is even like Boom Studios has these crazy high uh, print runs, right? If you think about what our ideas of what indie comics used to be, right? It used to be low print run when, and now I will refer to an indie comic as something as, as basically that is creator owned. That is not part of a larger universe. I guess, I guess, do we have to redefine what indie comics are nowadays? I guess, I don't know. Uh, Everything's getting redefined. So maybe. Yeah. But this is a DC comic and this follows the trend of comic book uh, titles with really long names. Right? So, yeah. Right. <laughs> right. But the it's nice a house. Tinian. It's a Tinian. So of course yeah, it does. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, something is killing children. Nice house on the lake, you know, it goes on and on and on. So number yeah. seven on the list, the nice house on the lake, the Werther Deladera one in twenty five variant from DC. Wow, two thousand twenty one. This is uh must have just came out. Jesus. Um, anybody know what? Anybody know anything about this book? Is this something? I don't. That... I haven't heard of it. No, uh, I wanted to pick it up today. Uh, I mean, it's part of that black label, you know, so it's a little bit probably more adult. Um, so it's yeah. kind of standalone, right? It's not part of the yeah DC no, universe. Yeah, yeah, I think it's and I actually. Correct me if I'm wrong, people in the chat. I think it's just a three-issue miniseries. Maybe it's five, but I'm not sure what I saw on that. Yeah. So the nice house on the lake, number one, a one in 25 variant. I mean, how many, geez, you got to think, how many of these were they ordering to get one in 25? Because they always say that you know, DC doesn't do many racial variants, right? It's typically well, A and B. 12 so, <laughs> I mean, so, you know, were they, did your shop order 50 of them to get two of these? Uh, you know, I would say one in 25s are pretty hard to find. I, I don't know. I've been, when you saw the nice house in the lake at your shop, was there more than 25 copies? Nah, dude, my shop never orders more than 25 copies. I feel like of any book. So <laughs> you're like Avengers one. We got 10 of them. There you go. All right. So, uh, number seven on the list is the nice house on the lake. Number one, the one in 25, Deladera variant. That is such a weird place to put an apostrophe inside of a name. We need Justin here. And uh, shout out to <laughs> Justin who couldn't make it. He's got a power edge. Also, shout out to our man, Otto from the Grotto. Happy, happy Big birthday. 5 0, man. No, it's happy his big birthday. 50th birthday. He's out celebrating. 
So uh, when you turn 15, you celebrate, it literally will take you three days to recover. It's oh, man. Just, yep. It's father time. Sorry we had to say it, man. It's, it's, it just catches up with you. So uh, shout out to Otto. Hope you enjoy your time. Don't, go out just get shit faced. It's not like you got anything to do, man. All right. So number six on the list, what do we got? So this shouldn't surprise anyone either. We've got Thor number two from back in 2014. So even despite a full cover appearance on Thor number one, the interior was more of a cameo period. So collectors are now turning to this issue, which many are calling a first full appearance. The market hasn't fully adopted this yet, but it does seem to be gaining steam quickly. It sold 36 copies, had a seven-day trend of 140%, and had a high sale of $260 for CGC 9.8. Well, I'm glad I got both of them. Yeah, I actually collected too. the entire run, and this is when I was uh, really started getting into variants. So I was getting a bunch of these uh, Thor variants as well. So, um, so they're saying this is the first time we see Lady Thor, or we see Jane Foster as Lady first Thor. First full appearance. First full appearance. Yeah. First, f- first four floor, f- floor. Thor. This is this is Hulk 181 compared to Thor one, which is Hulk 180. There you go. So there you go. Uh, Even though she's only. on the cover of one. <laughs> and can I just say that Natalie Portman is looking like a tasty snack, oh yo, in the pictures? Oh, ace is Damn. unbelievable. Mm-mm-mm. She could wield my hammer. You know what I'm saying? Hey, now, watch it. Uh, so Thor number two coming in at number six. By the way, happy Loki Eve. Loki drops tonight at midnight if you're on in the West Coast. Can't wait to see it. Uh, so far, it's getting good reviews. People are saying it's totally different from anything we've seen, and probably because WandaVision was different than Falcon and Winter Soldier, and uh, Loki is going to go all out. So uh, uh, we shall see uh, after first few episodes, if because every episode, WandaVision and um, Falcon and Winter Soldier really affected the aftermarket. So it's almost like people watch these episodes with like eBay on their phones. So right. I was, you know, so people on the West Coast, we have it at midnight. So people on the East Coast, you may want to stay up to 3 a.m. because if the character pops up, you may miss out on it. You never know, man. Yeah. So there you go. This is a great run, too, by the way. And, you know, spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't read it yet. Um, when the way Jane Foster sacrifices herself is badass. You know, I, I do believe she throws Molyneux into the sun, if I'm not mistaken, um, and on that run. And it's very touching the last episode, too, because obviously she's fighting cancer and everything. I, I think it was just really well written. I love Thor. I love Jason Aaron's Thor. I love anything Thor. I love, I'm so Thor. I'm Thor. I'm so, <laughs> Thor. so there you go. Hell, I even watched that show Ragnarok, which you guys should peep out. It's a very interesting show. It's a modern take on Norse mythology. Uh, and, you know, uh, I'll just tell you, it has Thor in it and it, it has some other characters in it, too. So, yeah, I don't know. All right. Number six on the list is Thor number two from 2014. All right. The Thor number two from 2014. Basically, the Lady Thor run. All right. What do we got for number five? We're halfway right. there. Here we are at the halfway point. Red Thorn number one. This comic series is rumored to be in development for BBC Scotland by writer Amelia D. Girolamo. Girolamo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Girolamo. Uh, this news seems very. Amelia D. Girolamo. Girolamo. This news seems very unconfirmed. However, it sold 23 copies. It had a seven-day trend of 276%, and it had a high raw sale of $35 for Red Thorn number one. That is the most random uh, channel ever. Like, right? B- did you say BBC? BBC Scotland. BBC, not even BBC America, no, which not, has Canada or <laughs> yeah, BBC America has a great show called Gangs of London. If you never peeped it out, it's pretty cool. Um, but uh, 
Yeah, BBC Scotland. Look at look at King to go and say just flexing. All right, uh, uh, James, we're going to need proof, please. We're going to need proof of life. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so uh, make sure you take a picture of all these comics with today's newspaper. No, I'm just kidding. He probably does, but <laughs> but James James pillages those long boxes. You know what I'm saying? He should start his own channel called the Pillager of Long Boxes because he 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 he's pillages them. What are you going to do? So uh, number five on the list is uh, Red Thorn number one from Vertigo Comics. I have never heard of this. At Me either. All. It just I think it's like you know. And DC seems to do this a lot with their properties. Not so Marvel is kind of like, no, it's either going to be in the movies or Disney Plus, especially now, you know, now that, you know, now that they have Hulu under their umbrella. But DC, I mean, if you think about a Sweet Tooth is a DC property and that went on Netflix, right? Yeah. And this is uh, a Vertigo book. Technically, it's uh, under the it's owned by DC and it's going under uh, BBC Scotland. Yeah, not it's interesting. Be, they're no. not taking advantage of the HBO Max. Well, who knows how they were, how they're doing it, but it doesn't seem like. Well, th- to be fair, DC doesn't really have. It's not like Marvel Studios, right? It's under the whole WB umbrella, so it's not. They're not doing it the same way. Well, it's not. We'll, it's not its we'll own thing. Hopefully, out, they man. would. They make it its own thing, but. Well, we're going to find out what the new um, WMD, Warner Media Discovery, well, actually, yeah. it's actually Warner Brothers Discovery. Um, you know, I'm glad they kept Warner Brothers in the title because that Warner Brothers logo is iconic. It's been around since 1929, and, you know, uh, now it's part of a merger with the Discovery Channel, which is really weird since they typically just do reality-based programming. So um, we'll see how that goes and how it affects uh, DC. I believe right before we came on air, I read an article that the Blue Beetle uh, Jamie Reyes is going to yeah. be um, on HBO Max. Jaime Reyes. You don't want to get a, You don't want to get mean. You don't want to get. Oh, yeah. Don't yeah. talk about the first Hispanic superhero like that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the first Dominican superhero. Just kidding. Uh, no. Yeah. Yeah, I saw so, that too, Tim. I saw that. Yeah. That it, it's not going to go live action, or I mean, um, theatrical release, right? Well, you know what? I I personally I enjoy long form storytelling. I think you can get a better. Um, I would rather see a Blue Beetle series, to be honest with you, than just a Blue Beetle movie. You know what I mean? So you yeah, flesh out the there's, character. There's definitely an appeal with like a character who may not be as well known as like a an Iron Man, a Cap, and those kind of characters, like a Batman. Yeah, the long form yeah. is definitely it's definitely better for those kind of characters. Yeah. So give us, I mean, you know, well, we have H, we have the Green Lantern Corps, which is going to be a series. So, you know, that's that's interesting. And it's supposed to be very expensive as well. So why not give us a Blue Beetle series? Uh, but maybe they're testing the waters to see how well it does you know, on HBO Max because uh, HBO Max is supposed to have bigger budgets. Uh, Titan's going to be on HBO Max pretty soon. So I feel really bad for people who really subscribe to DC Universe and uh, were watching that stuff. Jesus Christ. If you think about it, there's... You know, it's weird, though. They pulled everything over except for um, Swamp thing it's like what well, was it was on hbo max for a while swamp thing was was it yeah no yeah. if you remember they kind of toned it down and they put it on the cw they released the season on the cw oh um, that's right you are yeah. right they did so uh i think contractually they you know they're like oh we need to air it here and then air it there uh-huh. you ever notice sometimes you cannot find anything on streaming which is, even if you want to pay for it like uh the other i was looking for something the other day i was like why can't I find this? You know, um, there you go. Jamie, I hope, I hope uh, Jaime Reyes gets better treatment than in Young Justice. Yeah. Which one? I think it was the most recent Young Justice, right? Nah, I didn't... Season two was his big one. Yeah. So there you go. Red Thorn number one. Never heard of it, but uh, apparently King of Golden State has it. So we'll, we'll just take him at his word for it. All right. What do we got for number four? 
Number four is Basilisk number one, the Sharf Virgin variant from Boom Studios. So this new supernatural horror comic by Cullen Bunn already has a lot of fan interest. Horror comics are immensely popular right now and seem to be one of the best aftermarket performers that's not based on content. The Virgin one per store variant instantly spiked in value and sold 46 copies, had a seven-day trend of 148% and had a high raw sale of $108. I actually got this book coming in, but not the Virgin variant, unfortunately. Kenny going to say continues to flex. A for eight. Okay. So, uh, so this is definitely some Cullen Cullen Bond, man. Yeah. I mean, this is an indie comic too, but it's a, it's an indie comic done by a well-known writer. You know what I mean? It's kind of crazy, but I mean, cover price is echoing what we've been saying, man. Uh, Horror comics are seen to be the niche right now, right? If you think about Mm -hmm. all the heart of the hot books that are coming out, you know, horror seems to be, and I think horror can be written because a lot of, I think a lot of writers are like saying, you know, if I'm doing an indie book, I put that in air quotations because you can't see me. If I'm doing an indie book and I don't have an expanded universe that I can build on and be part of DC or Marvel, I let me do like a horror, not a, a horror book and, you know, and let, allow it to just kind of build its own thing. But um, there you go. God damn raw copy for 108 bucks. Yeah. I'm telling you boom studios has been killing it with the, uh, with their, with the books they've been coming out. Um, they've been killing does, it for years now. I mean, it's just, yeah. they've they're just yeah. now getting a lot of recognition, but they've Agreed. had some really good stuff. Who does Once a Future King? That's Boom Studios. Yeah, see, I see, I dig Once a Future King as well because you know I love Arthurian legend. Um, so Boom Studios is, are they the ones that also did the clown one? It or Ha? Whatever the fuck it was called. What was it called? Ha? Ha's image. Yeah, okay, yeah. So I mean, it's just it just goes to show the trend of you know, and it's comic books are like movies and TV shows where it's a copycat thing where they see one genre taking off and getting successful. Hey, why don't we do one of those? So there you go. So number four on the list is Basilisk, Basilisk number one, the Sharf Virgin variant. God damn, that's a mouthful. What do we got for hmm. number three? Well, here we go with the nice house on the lake number one again. That doesn't um, look like a nice house. I'm sorry. No, I agree. Uh, so yeah, James Tinian's new horror series is super hot. We just talked about it. I mean, horror is the thing uh, right now, it seems. And this standard cover sold 68 copies. It had a seven-day trend of 119%, and it had a high raw sale of $14. Still seems to be relatively cheap. but I mean, it just came out, uh, what, yesterday? Wednesday? Yeah, I mean, it's triple the cover. Yeah, it's triple the cover price, but it's moving on the aftermarket, which means, so you know, you know, who knows what the sales are for the... I could totally see this being uh, a movie. This sounds like a horror movie, right? The nice house on the lake, which means yeah. it's not a, it, which means it's, you know, death and murder underneath the basement of a house somewhere on the lake. So anytime somebody tells you nice house on the lake, that sounds like, remember those in the seventies or eighties, they had the horrors like the house on the end of the street or the hills have eyes. This, this, this gives me that nostalgia vibe of those type of horror films where, uh, you know, the children underneath the stairs, I can go on and on and on with these. Well, wasn't there a show on Netflix called the house on top of the haunted Hill or some shit? (laughs) Yeah. I wouldn't (laughs) doubt it. All right. What do we got for number two? So this, uh, this book has to wreck King of the golden States. Uh, this is one. This is my bet. This is going to wreck his his no hitter right now. So, we got number two is the Black Jack Demon from Liter- Literati Press. 
Yet another horror title. This new title by the independent publisher Literati Press has a hit on their hands. This issue is built as a genre-breaking Western revenge tale about a boy who crosses the Western Plains in search of the stranger that murdered and skinned his father and destroyed the family mind. Bent on revenge, the young man soon realizes that he's not chasing a simple thief, but something much, much darker. This very hard-to-find title sold 26 copies at a 70-day trend of 458% had a high raw sale of $35. Damn. All right, Candy Golden State, I'm going to send you a, a link to the show right now, and you have to show the copy that you have. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. All right, well, well Candy Golden State, post this right after the show on Instagram and tag us. And, and, Hold on. Uh, Ooh, check, check your IG, IG man. I'm going to dip oh, for a sec. Look at that. All right. He's, well, we he's like, time check around. it, dude. Hey, Call anybody could take a screenshot. I want put the picture, put yeah, the comic a- next to your face. And he's he's got it. Today's paper. Today's he's got it. But I don't know what's going on with that bag and board, James. Oh, that looks a little wonky. (laughs) Can you share your screen, buddy? He's got to prove it to the world. All right, James. James is ten for ten. Have we ever had anybody do eleven for eleven? I don't think so. Well, he definitely has his next book. So this is yeah, pretty good chance that James is going (laughs) to have a perfect score. And if you do have a perfect score, James, tomorrow I want you to post all eleven books. Okay, so Blackjack Demon number one. Bullshit! If you have all eleven, I want after this show is over, I want Tim to send you the link to this chat, and I want you to log in and show everybody these damn books live on the show tonight. We won't be able to see him anyway. (laughs) Come on. <laughs> All right, what do we got? Put some pants one? on before you do it. Yeah, though. this is like the easiest book on the list for him, by the way. Yeah, bastard. Here it is, Hawkeye number one, Marvel 2016. Uh, so interest and anticipation in Kate Bishop's appearance on the Hawkeye Disney Plus series has spilled over into her first solo series. This first issue is a bit of a surprise entry, as it doesn't seem to have any other reason than that. Granted. It also features the first appearance of Ramon Watts, who later becomes Alloy, if that matters to you guys. But there's no news around the corner on that either. Uh, Still, this issue sold 73 copies. It had a seven-day trend of 186% and had a high raw sale of, get this, for a raw, $329. Oh, I'm sorry. That's sorry. It was for a 9.8. Okay. But still a lot. But still, it had a high graded sale of $329 for a CDC 9.8. Yeah, I've been specking on all the Young Avengers and all their solo books and all their solo series. When, you know, Kate Bishop, when she first gets named Hawkeye, the Matt Fraction run of Hawkeye is also awesome. Hell, I even love fucking Pizza Dog, Um, you know, (laughs) Tracksuit Mafia and all those weirdos. So, uh, James, now that you have a perfect, you pitched a perfect game. Impressive. we need you to post all 11 books in one picture and then tag everybody that's in this live chat. Live <laughs> chat. So that's 196 people that are in this live chat. Uh, I'm assuming you guys all have Instagram as well. Yeah. So uh, there you go. Um, <laughs> Jesse says the best. Until they're all 9.9 yellow labels, he's not impressed. Oh, Boom! Challenge man. put out to King of the Golden State. All right, Jeff Schultz, congratulations to personal best six of eleven, man. This is good. Uh, we'd like to see this. I mean, you know, you know, don't you know, don't take it bad that you know you go oh four on the hey, shakers King, list. Come back what... on Thursday and see if you get eleven for eleven, buddy. Oh, he's oh, going out the, there. That's the challenge right there. You know, James is going to go on the shakers because you know he has a cover price membership. He's going to go on the shakers list and buy everything. <laughs> oh, but little does he know, it changes daily. So daily. you never know, man. So hey. Uh, quick business announcements. Uh, Thursday, we'll be back for the Shakers of the Week. 
Uh, and then next Friday, do 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 the eighteenth. Yeah. yeah, right around would right around same time. I would say nine p.m. Yeah, nine p.m. Yeah, East. so same six p.m. nine p.m. Eastern. The next Lords of Longbox auction. So set your uh, set the your get alarms. Ryan to L.A. auction. The get Ryan need- to L.A. <laughs> So he doesn't mega, have to stay auction. in a seedy hotel in downtown Los <laughs> yeah, Angeles. <laughs> that's right. So <laughs> either way, there's homeless encampments everywhere. Hey, right? so you, you know have what? I'll find a place to stay. No right. problem. No Should have came to Orange County. We kicked all the homeless people out. So there you go. <laughs> so uh, uh, June 18th, boys and girls, Manimals got some books to sell. Ryan's got some books to sell. I got a bunch of cool Karis comics variants to sell, and maybe. A slab or two, and uh, I've seen that Doctor Strange is getting some traction lately, so you may get yourself a Doctor Strange run if you've been specking on Shamu Garuth, uh, whatever the fuck his name is, and all these Sh- other characters. Shamu Garuth. Shumu Garuth, Garath, or whatever his name is. I just realized I have multiple copies of the entire Marvel premiere run, so I may just sell it as an entire set. So, uh, Manimal's okay. got some... You want to you want to show off some of the stuff that you may be selling, Manimal? No, nah, they're all out of reach, but I got a bunch of... I got three shipments from CGC, so I got a bunch of slabs to get rid of. There you go. So there you go. We're setting that out in the universe right now. I so will now. have a 9.4 CGC showcase show. Oh, I'm sorry. Spotlight. Marvel Spotlight 32. That for those who don't know, that's, that's the first, first appearance, appearance of Jessica Drew. Jessica Drew. Boom. And as you've. And others and other books as well. Yeah, so we'll go for a good two but that's three the big hours. One. That's the big one that I'm going to bring out for this auction. So uh, we're setting that out there so you guys can uh, schedule your time next Friday at 6 p.m. So just in case anybody else has auctions, can you please move your auction date, please? So you don't- <laughs> please. Yeah, we don't want to interfere with our auctions. That's, that's rude. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, we said we we're going to have this auction like a month ago. We typically give you guys like a month in advance. So there you go, man. So shout out to everybody in the live chat. Uh, any last words, Dr. Jedi? Good night, folks. You did all right. That's like a that's like a Bugs Bunny. Uh, I thought he was going to go with WB on this man. All right, Manimal. Any last words? Where can they find you guys on the uh, the the podcast airwaves? There. Yeah, just I just sent the link the link tree to the Comic Con podcast. Make sure you check that out. Episode up right now from last week, and we'll be dropping a new episode this Friday morning, like always. Um, definitely check it out. Send us any comments voice messages anything you want um we're trying to get more guests as well so any ideas let us know and um anyone who's been listening thanks a lot and you any of you who haven't been listening definitely at least give it a try let us know what's up so that's right um and we are close to 6,600 subs i'll tell you what when we hit 6,666 subs i'm gonna give something away oh wait <laughs> the, the devil's number oh my god that's you right. should give away a mephisto I'll give him away some evil shit though, since uh about, you know what? Because uh, everybody's always round numbers, six, you know, six thousand subs, seven thousand subs. It's still we'll do a little giveaway when we hit six thousand six hundred sixty-six subs. Okay. Right. I like it. I like it. How dare you? We will run. Uh there you go, man. So that's it, boys and girls. So we'll see you Thursday for the Shakers list. Until next time, uh, keep digging in them long boxes and uh peace out. Hey, enjoy Loki tonight. Enjoy Loki yeah, night. And, uh, I'll be in pretty bed, sure but I'll watch it we'll talk about it on the podcast. We'll probably talk about it a little bit too. I'm looking, uh, I only have like uh, six more hours until it airs. So as long as I can stay up past my bedtime, then I'm good, man. <laughs> so uh, there we go. Until next time, boys and girls, keep digging in with long boxes. Peace out. Now let's do this. Rewind, silly.